At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Tonight, on an all-new OK Talk. But that machine, right? Why did it have to be a woman, or could they have got a little gay fella in? I, I don't know. Let me just check. Does it actually specify the small print here? Yeah? I love that. Why do you want to see a little gay fella be... I don't know. I don't want to see it. I'm just saying they're sort of more... Why do, uh, uh, Carl, why do you want... I don't want to see it. Why do you want to watch want to a gay it. man get buggered by a robot? I wasn't the one typing in gay machines on the internet finding <laughs> stuff out of that. It's not Steve a gay was. machine! You just made it into a gay machine. Yeah. He, he wanted to, he wanted to pleasure women with this machine. Oh. You're saying, can I see a little gay fellow get a robotic cock up his ass? <laughs> You're the one requesting that, Carl no, Pilkington. I'm just saying that. You're the one that wants to see gay men with metal stuff up their arnus. Well, what I'm saying is they're more up for a bit more experimentation than... What are you saying? Why is that the case? Why? Why do you say that? No, just, just, they, they just, you know butt plugs and that. I mean, what I'm saying is... What, what, you can't just say butt plugs and that. It, I'm just it, saying that they... I reckon they'd be up for it. That's what do you know I'm about saying. butt plugs? I, well, I don't know anything about them. I, I just remember seeing an advert for some once in a sex shop. <laughs> what, are way, what are you doing? No, I wasn't. I was just walking past. I was walking past the sex shop and that. Mm. And Your you know, eyes sort of looking. Why, 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 why were you walking past a sex shop? Just because I was on the way to work and that and I passed one and there was a little sort of... One, it was open early, which I never understood. Right, it was about eight o'clock in the morning. Right, and I thought, rushing who's, who's rushing out? Yeah, who morning, needs yeah. them now? Right, yeah. but I saw. I must get the bagel and some poppers on the way to work. I walked past it and it had like a little post-it note or postcard type thing, and it was like popping now, buy an item, chucking some free butt plugs. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what they for. I didn't. I'd, I'd never heard of them before. But all I'm saying is, I've since found out what they do do with them. What and if they, they do, do that with them, then yeah. give them a go on that. <laughs> greetings, seasons greetings, happy Kwanzaa, and all of that. Tonight, Matt and Clinton will be speaking with Dan Baker. He is the head of the Bitch Ass Elves. Also known as the Grampus Society, they will be discussing the rise in popularity of Krampus, his disdain for evil children, and butt plugs. He may even work in the topic of big, hairy, gay men. And Jesus. Thank you for your continued support. Don't forget to rate and review the show in iTunes. Treat this show like a really good STD and share it. Matt and Clinton reached Dan at his lakeside home, which doubles as a fishing lodge, and a scary forest setting for God knows what, via the miracle of telephonic communication. Good evening, this is Dan. Dan, what's happening, man? It's Clint. Hey, Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. Got Matt in here. Hey, Dan. 
How are you hearing him without having your headphones on? I got the. I have these kind of set open, and I have it turned up just enough to hear him. It's not going to be weird. As long as it doesn't sound weird, you're not getting any feedback, right? I don't think so. We've never done this before, Dan, like ever. <laughs> We've actually been paying two people to do a radio show for us and just pretending to be us. <laughs> it's quite a racket we have going on. If this, if this ends up sounding odd, I mean, if I need to meet you guys somewhere, I totally can if you guys want. Not tonight, obviously, but some other time if you like. That's always cool. I think Matt's just trying to be difficult. Well, his name is Matt. So. That's true. Boy. It's got harsh in here all of a sudden. <laughs> it did. <laughs> hey, before we get started, Dan, what uh, are you the founder of the Dallas Krampus Society? And is it the Dallas Krampus Society? Is that your official name? No, it's actually Krampus Society. We're, um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we happen to be based in Dallas. I mean, it's not like a, a paid charter or chapter or anything like that, but uh, we're kind of a hub for, for, for most of the things Krampus nationwide. So oh, I'm, okay groups all across the U.S. that do Krampus stuff. They, they post on our, our Facebook, and we, we spread the word and, and whatnot. So, but yes, you know, I, I am uh, the founder and president. So now I do have two other guys with me that are co-founders as well, but, but yeah. Okay, founder, president of Krampus Society. Mm -hmm. So when did you get into Krampus? I actually heard about Krampus through, um, I own a haunted house as well. I've got a regular job. I'm in sales and marketing. Uh, and, um, you know, I've always been I've always been really interested in, in interesting and odd things like haunted houses ever since I was a kid and so forth. So long story short, um, many years ago, five, six years ago, I heard about Krampus through this guy. His name is Alan, and uh, he's really big in the haunted house industry. And he briefly talked about Krampus. It was just kind of a, a, kind of a side thing to, to, to uh, something he was talking about. And I went to YouTube, and I started looking up Krampus. And I saw all these amazing things that we've all seen on YouTube. I'm like, holy shit, that is awesome, right? I got uh, my buddies Bryant and Rob, and I said, hey, listen, you know, there's this thing called Krampus, and it looks really awesome. And I bought a domain, and I bought some costumes, or at least the masks anyway. Let's, uh, let's see if we can make a go of this. And uh, we started officially was it four years ago in Denton on December 5th, which Krampus night is uh, December 5th. We did it December 3rd this year because of the weekend, you know. But uh, December 5th is Krampus night. It just so happened to fall on the weekend that uh, that year. And we went to Denton expecting uh, lots of people to come. So I spent a ton of money marketing on Facebook and, you know, put some ads out and stuff. And it iced. It was, it was one of the worst ice storms that, that I, can, I can remember. And it was just us three. We walked around the square for about two hours. <laughs> ringing our bells, just three of us in half costume. And it was a blast. What kind of looks were you getting that night? You know what's funny is there really wasn't that many people on the square at all. I mean, it was it was dangerous ice. I, I, I mean, there were wrecks every fifteen feet. It, it took us forever to get there. I don't remember. Oh, you know what? We did get some funny looks because when we were finally done, there's a diner right there uh, on the square. I cannot remember the name of it, but we went in there to sit down. When we took our masks off, one one of the guys, Brian, he. Uh, He's a good-looking guy, and there were some older ladies sitting there eating chicken fried steak, I think. This woman picks up her phone, and I'll never forget, she made this call to a friend of hers, and she said, all right, I don't know what happened, but these monsters came in, and this guy took off his mask, and he is so hot. <laughs> just laughed about it, so, so I remember that. But uh, Denton was really cool. We did one in Denton and then one in Dallas, and Denton started to sour a little bit. The cramp of December 5th, 
kind of fell on uh, the uh, tree lighting ceremony, and that's a massive thing in Denton County. Pretty much everybody in town goes to it. I would say that the vast majority of folks didn't care about Krampus being there, because our objective certainly isn't to scare kids, or at least it wasn't then. Oh, come on. Well, I mean, when it was Denton, it, 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 you know, the objective wasn't to scare kids. Now that we're in Deep Ellum, you know, and the way that we market ourselves, hey, if you bring your kids out there and they get scared, well, then that's on you. You know what I mean? Krampus is all about punishing bad children, right? For sure. Yeah, it, it was funny because Denton kind of kicked us out. The ladies that were in charge of the tree lighting ceremony, they made a massive fuss. I had to fill out lots of paperwork. We actually had a liaison. Our official photographer's name is Ed Steele. He, he photos all kinds of stuff. He's in the Observer all the time. He's been published all over the place. But he actually joined the tree lighting ceremony, I guess, board or whatnot to kind of be the Krampus liaison. And uh, we jumped through massive amounts of hoops to do everything we're supposed to do to be able to be in Denton. And the church ladies kind of ran us out. Whitson and Deep Ellum has been our savior, actually. They're, they're the hub of, of Krampus and, uh, and Dallas, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think you found a pretty good home in, in Deep Ellum, at least from what I saw. It's like everybody was, was pretty much on board. Yes, Whitson, they're absolutely fantastic. Everybody in Deep Ellum, they're, they're, they're great. Except for one guy, and we won't talk about that one guy. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really don't want that to get out, but okay, I'll answer any questions you ask. Hey, man, it's not your fault that it happened. No, it's not. I just I don't want people to associate Krampus with uh, with any odd oddball stuff. I'll let the uh, conversation get there when it gets there. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Deal. From what I'm hearing, it was four years ago where it was the three of you, and then right. uh, to fast forwards and where it's grown to hundreds of people. It looked like. Some Krampus, others, other hangers on, but... Yeah, uh, it truly would have been a lot more, but it rained until about four. And I would say easily half the people didn't show up because they were... Because we were getting messages on Facebook and Twitter and our email. You know, hey, I totally want to come out, but I don't want to get wet and, you know, blah, 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 which I understand. But had it not rained, I think it would have been easily double, if not more, because all the places down in Deep Ellum were really promoting us like crazy. Uh, we were... Um, before the Edge died, which really sucks... Jesse on the edge, she's always been a Krampus fan, and she was promoting the crap out of us, you know, on her Twitter feed, and, and uh, you know, mentioned it on the radio a couple of times, and J.D. Ryan's a friend of mine, um, and uh, I believe he had mentioned it a few times. So had the rain not had happened, then uh, it could have easily been doubled, but I still think the turnout was pretty good, all things considering. What do you think it is about Krampus that uh, people seem to be so drawn to? I mentioned this in our interview last year with, with Mike Drake, that it just seems like Krampus has exploded uh, over the last several years in the U.S., what do you think it is? Well, I know why I'm a fan of Krampus. I think the movie that came out last year, the, 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 I think Universal did it, and Michael Doherty, if I'm not mistaken, he's the guy that did uh, uh, Trick or Treat, a few of the really awesome, you know, kind of scary movies. I think that movie, because it was heavily promoted, I think that really kind of brought Krampus to the forefront for a lot of folks uh, in the States that, that wouldn't go out and search for odd kind of crazy things. Krampus is very popular to people who are not afraid to look for the, the entertainment that's off the beaten track. A few talk shows last year kind of brought the Daily Show, I think, brought Krampus up. So over the last couple of years, uh, Krampus has really started to build steam in the, in the space. But I, I honestly think that the movie that uh, Universal put out last year and all of the promotion and marketing that went behind it, I really think that that kind of put the word Krampus or the name Krampus in front of people enough so that when 
they hear Krampus, they're like, okay, I've heard that somewhere before. Whereas two years ago, you'd have to take a step back and really explain the whole lore behind Krampus and where it started and what it means and, and what, what it's about. So. I actually... Is that a boring answer? No, no. no I, I, we're, we're looking at each other to see. I'm actually tweeting out that we're talking to you. and Fantastic. You are at Krampus Society, right? That is you? Yes, that's us. That's awesome. I've been really into this whole older Yuletide traditions and uh, actually reading a book about it right now. Oh, that's awesome. Which one? The Old Magic of Christmas, Ancient Yuletide Traditions Throughout the Years. Yeah, yeah. You, I'll, uh, I'll hook you up with that. That'd be great. It talks a lot about all of these various Eastern European villages having almost a different take on Santa Claus. There's like the Pelsnickel and all of these various yeah. versions. And Europe, yeah. I think that the thing that our Krampus is going to do, you're right, I think it's going to mainstream it. But there are some old Krampi legends. And again, have, has anybody decided how we pluralize Krampus? You know what's funny is I'm not a grammar Nazi, right? I kind of go with the flow. I, I definitely don't try to pretend like I know more than anybody else does. There's a lot of friends that do. Um, so I always make it up on the fly. I would say Krampi, maybe, or just Krampus, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Like deer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? I don't get hung up on, on the silly stuff. I think people that get hung up on the silly stuff, they're literally wasting their time when they could be having fun dressing this I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> but I think that that probably, the movie probably brought it to the mainstream, but there are some takes on this legend that are very dark and yes. very creepy and my favorite here's my favorite not to interrupt you no go for it say dan shut the hell up and i don't mean to, to jump over you but, but no i heard that you'll punch somebody so <laughs> no, no no i'll take a punch but i won't throw back I'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding we'll get to there so i was born to dance not fight so let's just throw that out there so, so my favorite take on it, if you, if, you, if you take a step back and rewind hundreds of years, right, in Europe where we're talking farmland, families had lots of kids, right, because they needed help tending to the flocks and, and, and the fields and whatnot. We're, we're going back a while. The, the version I like the best and the one that makes the most sense to me, because I'm a dad of daughters. I've got a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. And I love being dad. Don't get me wrong. It's my favorite thing. But there are times where you pull your hair out and you're like, what the hell am I going to do with these kids, right? You can't beat them. You can't do this. You can't do that. Nowadays, not that I want to beat my kids, so I don't want to be taken out of context there. You know, so, so now parents, what, what they'll do is they'll threaten to take away their cell phone or, you know, I'm going to change the Wi-Fi password or whatever. But ultimately, it, it all comes down to, to ultimatums, right? Now, what I really like the most, the legend I like the most is the best way for families to get their kids to actually properly help out with harvest because by december 5th if you're not done with harvest then whatever's still in the field is going to die right because it's cold so december 5th was kind of picked as you know the night we celebrate harvest you know and and some people may may say okay well that's not exactly correct but i don't care that's that's my take on it right the legend or the way that parents would 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 really get their kids to to obey and mind they said, listen, you know, on December 5th, we'll have a feast. We'll have an amazing time. We're going to celebrate the harvest. And St. Nick is going to come by. You're going to put your shoes outside of the door. 
You're going to put straw in your shoes, and if you were good, then St. Nicholas is going to take the hay out and give you cookies and cakes and maybe a little toy or something like that. But if you're bad, St. Nicholas's alter ego, his counterpart, Krampus, is going to come in your room, kick in your door, beat the shit out of you with reeds, rip your arms and legs off, and put you in a basket and drag you to hell. Now that is an amazing story. How in the world do you get kids to go out there and plow the field and pick turnips and pick beets and carrots? You guilt the crap out of them. That's how you do it. And that's an amazing story, right? And then, of course, that, that kind of went into Krampus Night, and you've got all of these folks in all these villages dating back hundreds of years. The dads would uh, get together around 10, between 10 and 12 in the afternoon. They would start drinking, get nice and drunk, put their Krampus costumes on, and just terrorize the town that night. That, to me, sounds like an amazing time. So that's what really turned me on to this whole thing. Yeah, and there's still some places. In fact, I want to say Czechoslovakia. There's a specific area in the Alps that, like on December 5th, the Bell's Nickel bit was all about they wore bells. Goes all the way back to the times of thinking that, imagine, they didn't really even, like metal was considered magic to be able to make something that was metal. And then, so all of these reports that ancient saints and everything wore bells to kind of command respect. But so all of these, that's where that little Krampus bell in the movie, Mm -hmm. that idea comes from. And that if you're outside on the porch, from the mountaintop, you'll hear the bells come. And that it was, one of two things is going to (laughs) happen. The kids were either going to be excited or they're going to panic. Right. Because all of these various versions, they would come in and just strewn stuff about the floor, almost like they were laying bait for the kids. So the kids would, like, go to get the goodies, and that's when they had, whack, whack. <laughs> and I totally agree with you as the parent of a four-year-old right now. Right. My old college roommate, they've started to initiate it. It's not the, hey, we're going to call Santa Claus. It's, hey, you keep screwing around. Right. You're going to get a goat demon. Absolutely. You're going to get a bitch-ass elf up in your face. (laughs) Damn right. And you know what's wrong with that? Nothing. No. I totally agree. If you go back to the 1800s, Krampus was actually celebrated in the Northeast, but it was banned. Actually, I think it was actually earlier than the 1800s. Again, I'm not going to go down this whole grammar and ask you, like, you know, uh, this date, that date. I like the broad strokes thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like Colbert, you know. Facts are, they're not for me. I like to speak from the gut. You've got it basically right. That's kind of where Halloween came from. That the original Krampus knocked of effing shit up turned into the trickster thing that became Halloween. Right, Let's, let's move this to late October. Right. Yeah, when your culture and your heritage has something that, that you've known forever and your parents knew and your grandparents knew, and then all of a sudden that stripped from you, you have to find your fix. And, and again, there, there's a couple of different, because I'm big into Halloween, I'm in all the haunted house, so I've got you know different thoughts about that. But yes, that's, that's one of the thoughts of, of where Halloween came from as well. The reality is, listen, I love America. I'm a proud American. I'm a, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran, honorably discharged. You know? Thank you for your service. Oh, no, listen, no, I was lucky. I was stationed in Japan. I was on a ship that sent me to Australia 10 times a year, Hong Kong, the Philippines. The worst thing that happened to me is I was hungover every day. That was the worst thing that happened to me. Uh, there are other folks out there that actually did some really heroic stuff. I mean, 
I was in the Navy, yes, but but every time we hit port, I was drinking. So I'm just being straight up. I'm not, I'm not going to try to try, try to lie about that. Um, America really has become a, a, a country of round edge edges, you know. And and I mean, if you think about it, stockings come from the the, the Krampus legend, right? Um, why do you put if you're a bad kid and you get coal? That's where it ends. But you know that kind of comes from the kids putting their their shoes outside of their door, you know, and if you get, if you're good, you get stuff in your shoes. And if you're bad, then, then Krampus visits you, you know, and, and I just like to hear the rest of the story and, and Krampus is the rest of the story. And it's a freaking badass story. <laughs> I totally love it. Let's talk about the costumes a little bit. Cause one thing I like about Krampus, especially, uh, in, in modern times, you know, uh, Santa Claus has become a very, you know, he's, he's very bright, colorful, uh, he brings, you know, lovely, wonderful toys. And uh, what I like about Krampus is that he's very attached to the natural world. You know, he's he's almost he, you know, a lot of these costumes. They look part animal and they have horns and they carry around uh, sticks or switches and they have reed baskets and things like that. I really love the character of it in, the, in some of these costumes. The variety that I saw on display over the weekend was was amazing. So how do you, how do you go about creating your Krampus costume and what do you think about whenever you're trying to put that together? Excellent question. There are a few folks that I know that, that make Krampus masks uh, out of latex. Uh, one of them is a friend of mine. His name is Bryant. He's one of the uh, the founders. He makes amazing Krampus masks. Another gentleman, Alan Hops, uh, the, the guy that uh, I initially talked about who, who really turned me on to Krampus, he, he makes really amazing Krampus masks. The mask that I have, I, I bought it I actually used it for my haunted house as well. It's called the Berserker Mask, and I bought it from Immortal, and it's all silicone. Um, we we very much want people to get involved, you know, and make their own stuff. Um, in, in, in no way, shape, or form is this ever a popularity contest. You know, we had folks that came out, which, which you were there, Matt, right? Yes. Folks that came out that were barely dressed up, which is totally fine. Because some people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't have a good costume. Just come out. One of my really good friends, his name is Andrew. We met him three years ago. He heard about Krampus, uh, saw us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And uh, he said, look, I have no idea what Krampus is. I don't know how to make a costume, but I have an old uh, Bigfoot suit. So I'm just going to get this Bigfoot suit, uh, Bigfoot suit and put reindeer horns on it and just come out there and see what happens. And it was badass. Events like this, it's very important to me when I organize this stuff. I want everyone to feel comfortable with coming up, right? Now, when you go to YouTube and you see these parades with all these ornate wooden carved masks and these costumes that are actually made out of real fur and real hides or, 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 or um, uh, there, there's a lot of reeds that are used in some parts, you know, uh, of Germany for, for their costumes. you got to understand that most people here in the States, they, they kind of get bummed out because they're like, well, I can't make a costume like that. Most of those people have been doing this forever. So they've got it down. Now, in the states, we're still in the infancy. We are going to eventually get to a point where we have the carved wooden masks with uh, with the real animal horns. And, of course, not to, not to piss PETA off, but real fur suits. Right. What, what, what I typically do and what I tell a lot of folks to do is to go to Joanne's Fabric or any fabric store, and uh, they always have sales different parts of the year on kind of shaggy brown or black or even gray fur. And I say just buy a couple of reams of that stuff really not that expensive anybody can do it if you took home ec i'm 40 when i was in school we had home ec so i know how to make a pair of pants right 
So you can just make a simple pair of pants and kind of a smock that you put on and just put bells on with ropes and throw a mask on and you're Krampus. Whereas over, uh, overseas, uh, uh, you know, in the motherland, if you will, I mean, their costumes are absolutely ornate and fantastic. And again, we will get there for sure. I try very hard not to put that kind of pressure on people, right? One thing that you'll never see on a Krampus Society postings is, hey, listen, you have to have this or you're not part of the group. This is something that everybody can partake in. We had, some, we had a couple of guys dressed as clowns. We had a couple of guys dressed as um, reindeer and just all kinds of things. You know what? And that's fine. Yeah, this guy in the Santa Claus costume that looked like <laughs> kind of like a fairy-ass elf, that, a bitch-ass elf even, that ran out and had this weird rope around his his waist and a really pretty lady that he was dragging around behind him. I, th- I think I looked rather cool. You did. You did. The black and white photos, though, were better. No, no, it was good. I, I actually, I saw your, yeah, you were, uh, you were in the Observer twice, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Stop bragging. <laughs> you, un- you understand the only reason that I wasn't there is because I was actually working and putting together the Krampus show, of which I hope you heard. I did. I absolutely listened to it multiple times. Oh, multiple times. Uh, friend, uh, my friend Michael, uh, I reached out. So, um, and he said, hey, I reached out to Matt. You know, you guys want to talk? And I said, oh, totally, absolutely. Get a little odd there. Uh, it was not our fault. Uh, not everybody's a fan of demons walking through just a public street, you know? Wow. <laughs> what can I say? There are other kind of demons that are walking through that street. But real quick, I, just in terms of the costume, the idea of putting these Krampus masks together is a lot like the old, the Indian tradition and lore in New Orleans, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're going. And yes, I think you're on the, on the right track there. Because, you know, they spend all year to put together these super ornate costumes and then they parade them out one night a year and one day a year, as it were. And it's kind of the same thing, apparently, in the Bavaria region. Now, do you want to tell us what happened down there in Deep Ellum? Still a blur. <laughs> no, so here's what happened. We started at Whitson. We had a very defined route. The route was published a week in advance. It was very well known. We actually had flyers all over Deep Ellum. This is where we're walking. Of course, people come down there not knowing what's going to happen. But I was about three-quarters of the way back, and I was the guy in the white mask with the big horns, right? And I heard commotion, and as I came up, I saw this gentleman really freaking out. And there were a few guys that were dressed up. They were like, no, sir, everything's fine, everything's fine. And I just walked up to the guys, just go, just go. And I turned to him, I said, sir, listen, we mean you no harm, we're almost done. And then I turned back around, and I was kind of ushering people to go through. And then as I turned back around to reassure him, sir, we literally mean you no harm, we're almost gone, I got a hand to the right side of the head. <laughs> and I, I was stunned because, you know, I'm not used to getting hit in the face, and, and I, I never was expecting that to happen. I think that maybe he was probably under the influence of something. Ultimately, it, it, it ended. I don't know what happened to the guy. I think there was a little scuffle, but nothing significant. I heard I heard this story. I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say it wasn't significant. And everybody got out of there safely. Somebody did say that there was something brandished. It ended up being just a bottle. But, yeah, I, I think everything's fine. I, I didn't follow up on it, not my objective. I certainly could have. You know, I certainly could have. Uh, I believe the gentleman was taken. You know, I certainly could have followed up on it and said, hey, you know, I was assaulted. And we were in the right. The city knew we were there. We, you know, we, we had all the paperwork to be there. 
But uh, that's not my objective. You know, the guy probably on something, probably drunk or whatever, and just walked into a situation where he's like, holy crap, what the hell is this? And he freaked out. You know, and uh, you know, and that happens. But you know, it's water under the bridge. Well, listen, uh, like like I like I told Clint the, that night, um, I've seen that kind of thing a hundred times. If you hung out around bars, you've seen people act like that. People get people get stupid. And uh, the the only thing for me is that it was a little surreal seeing these. You know, on one side, you've got guys dressed up like Krampus, which is a crazy sight. And I'm like, man, this is the this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But yeah, I I I have to reiterate that. That was the only thing that happened in the rest of the night. I mean, everybody was cool. I, like I said, people were stopping and taking pictures with me, taking pictures with everybody else on, on the walk. Um, everybody involved with the walk was really cool. We talked to a lot of people there um, just, you know, as we made our way through the line. And uh, I, it was a really – I mean, as it is with a lot of that stuff, it was a really friendly group of people that were all just there to have a good time, it seemed. My objective is very simple. There are lots of groups that are out there where you have to meet a certain standard in order to be a member, right? I'll give you a prime example. If uh, Not that I dislike this. There's a lot of friends that are into the um, like medieval times type stuff, the uh, Renaissance Fair and whatnot. But if you try to go out there and your costume isn't like the tits, well, then people are going to kind of pick you apart. Oh, well, that's not period. And that's not you. And, and it sucks. What it does is it, 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 it hinders a lot of people who would normally go out just to have fun because they're afraid that they're not going to be quote-unquote accepted, right? So my thought process is simple. Create an event that's free, right? If you want to go into a bar and buy a drink, perfect. But if you want to come out for an hour or two hours and hang out and just have fun and, and it costs you no money, awesome. And if you want to dress up, even better, right? As we grow, I want to grow this thing organically. As we grow, what we're finding is we're having more and more people who are really wanting to put together these really cool Krampus costumes, which I certainly uh, encourage that, right? But, but again, above and beyond everything else, what's more important to me than anything else, because I've met a lot of amazing people out on these Krampus events, is I want to make sure that we have an event that's hosted in an area, Deep Elm, that, and Deep Elm's obviously cool with this kind of weird, right? Actually, the slogan for Deep Elm is keep Deep Elm weird. So that, that part that, that part's working out great for us. And again, uh, don't want to sound like a broken record here, but my objective is to make sure everybody feels comfortable coming out, right? If you were to put together a costume like what you see on YouTube, and I'm talking about the parades that you see overseas, you're dropping five to ten grand easy. Easy. If you put together a costume like some of the folks below side seventy bucks. Right, you know, even if you got like a gorilla suit and just kind of some kind of a mask. So let's say seventy dollars all the way up to maybe five or six hundred. You know what I mean? Um, and what we've what we found uh, is is people are really wanting to create those awesome costumes because they want to, not because they feel like they have to. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned earlier uh, medieval times because I actually got the mask that I co-opted for Krampus from a uh, shop in at Scarborough Fair. Um, so it, it all comes around. No, it doesn't. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I went out to Scarborough before, and I've got friends, you know, who work at other haunted houses. Now, again, I've got a regular job in sales and marketing, right? But, but you know, I own a haunted house. We're open September and October. And then, of course, we do the Krampus thing. And, and I, I went to Scarborough with my kids before, and, you know, I wore kilts. I didn't know I wore kilt with tennis shoes. I didn't know. I had no idea what the kilt <laughs> etiquette was. 
Well, I apparently screwed it up because I can't tell you how many people are like, well, you know you're supposed to wear a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm here with my kids, and I like how the breeze feels on my balls. Yeah, there's a they, they take it seriously over there, but I, I, I would recommend that, that uh, mask shop. It was very cool. Sorry about the language here, but, I, you know, I'm just trying to, I don't know. Just <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hey, people I, suck sometimes, you know what I mean, but when it comes to – it's the whole high school mentality. You know, here's what shocks me, and I'm going to kind of get on a soapbox here for a little bit. Nobody likes to be bullied, right? Nobody likes to be uh, in a situation where they don't feel like they belong. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's supposed to always belong to everything because everybody has different interests. But in those types of situations, you know, like the Scarborough thing, but I've actually witnessed people who've, who've tried very hard to do what they could with what they had just to be frowned on. And, and I don't know, man. I just, I just hate that so much. So I'd love that, that I'm the one that created this and, and, and put on these events because, you know what? If you want to come out just like a pumpkin, I don't give a shit. Let's go walk and have a blast. Well, it's funny. Uh, my my wife has been standing here uh, listening the whole time. Uh, she helped me put together the uh, costume, so I'd love to hear her take on just what she saw as far as walking up on this scene and just seeing guys that were ten feet tall it, dressed as Krampus. So I'll I'll turn the mic over to her, and you can chat with her. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Not a lot. I've just been listening. <laughs> it, the Krampus <laughs> walk was amazing. It's fun, right? It was, and I don't really know what I was expecting, honestly. Uh, I I didn't realize there were going to be that many people there, first of all. I figured it was just a small group of people that got together, but it was right. huge. There were so many people, and the guys on stilts, and the one guy had the baby head that he had the candy in. <laughs> all right. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it was, and, you know, there were kids there, and people had their dogs there. And I felt like it when I first saw a kid, I was like, who brings their kid to this? But then once I was wandering around, the, the kids were so happy to be there. That was the coolest thing they'd ever seen. There was a baby dressed as Krampus. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's a massive amount of fun. And I, I promise you, had the weather not been as crummy as it was, it would have easily been double. Oh, yeah. We started with, it was three of us, myself. Bryant Watley and Rob Corey. It was an ice storm four years ago in Denton, and we did. We we had, I think one of us had just a top and a mask. Uh, I think I put a I put a black sheet on and a, and a top and a mask. And then Bryant, I think, had like a uh, an old uh, like sheep throw uh, rug, uh-huh. a hole in, and just put it over as a smock. <laughs> we started. You know, and and, uh, and it's grown to this, and, and it'll keep growing for sure. Um, but I'm glad that you came out, and I'm glad you didn't think it was it was odd. I mean, so you, the experience that you had is the exact uh, uh, is the exact thing that I'm going for. It was amazing, and the the costumes. I was just blown away. I, I figured there would be maybe you and one other person would have one of the the really really ornate costumes. But so many people had, and I just loved how different they all were. Everyone had their own little different take on Krampus. And there there was, I think it was Alan that had the, the big white and blue suit. Oh, Alan's fantastic. That one was amazing. I think, he had, uh, I think most of the stilt guys 
were actually actors at Dark Hour Haunted House. Yeah, that's what I was kind of gathering, that they were from yeah, Dark Hour. Yeah, they're spot on. Alan's Alan, a fantastic guy. He, he's a very humble man, but he, he does an amazing job. Alan can make costumes like nobody's business. He, the, the people that are with Alan are always going to be dressed for the night. They always are. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to going back each year and... I saw you take that haymaker too. <laughs> I saw that happen. I fell down. I, I fell down, right? I, I stood up. I was. I, I no. Nope. Fell down. Did I fall down? <laughs> you did not fall down, and somebody immediately ran to your aid. <laughs> yeah, that kind of made me a little nervous. There was quite a few folks that uh, <laughs> we uh, we cleaned it up in short order, and it was it was done very quickly. <laughs> it was. That's how Krampus works, like a thief in the night. Yep. <laughs> He's definitely going to get some switches this year, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, well, next year, um, as I was telling Matt yesterday on the phone, I think it was yesterday, Matt, but uh, we were talking yesterday. I wanted to really grow this organically because the, the, the proper, what we really have here is just a massive pub crawl, right? The way to properly do Krampus would be to block off streets. And that definitely costs a lot of money. And I, I don't want to do that, which I'm fine with doing. I don't want to do that until I'm confident that we're going to have enough Krampus that when we block up the streets, you know, that when we do the parade that way, you have to have a full Krampus costume to participate because we're going to kind of have, you know, we're going to try to do it, you know, or keep it as as true to, to the original, you know, walks over in Europe as possible. But I think after this year, I think we're there. So next year, what you could expect is, of course, I'm sure there's going to be a pub crawl because those are just way too much fun not to do. But uh, I think what you'll see is maybe one or two streets that are fully and totally blocked off. And then at that point, that's when you start getting into pyro, start having chariots that, that, you know, that, that have all kinds of weird, crazy stuff coming off of them. That's the goal. The objective is to recreate in Dallas what you see on YouTube when you go to Krampus Walk Germany. You know? Well, I can't wait to see how that uh, manifests itself. Let us know before we go here, Dan, uh, how, how do people find out more about uh, Krampus Society and the Krampus Walk and everything you got going on? Absolutely. So uh, Krampus Society uh, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I think it's at Krampus Society on Twitter. They have an Instagram. Uh, we do live videos from time to time. A uh, buddy of mine has a studio. We go in there with a green screen and, and have all kinds of fun. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Um, we have a couple of things. I'm, I'm, there there Two big things, two really big things are about to happen that I have to kind of keep uh, keep on the download. But just Krampus Society is not going anywhere at, at all. Cool. And then you said you also had a haunted house. I do. So um, I'm a massive fan of haunted houses, but but I get tired of kind of the same old thing. I love clowns, chainsaws, and zombies. I mean, who doesn't? But but you know, and I'm I'm not knocking haunted houses, but you know, most haunted houses are going to have that that type of element. So. My haunted house is all Japanese themed. Every character that we have is based on Japanese mythology. All of the costumes are actually authentic from Japan. My wife's Japanese. We've been married for 20 years. I lived there. I speak Japanese. So, so, so the the scenes and the uh, kind of the uh, the characters we created based on real, you know, uh, Japanese mythology. You know, um, our masks, all of our masks, are made by this company out of California called Immortal Masks. They're the top silicone mask company out there and the name of the haunted house uh is dan's haunted house can you do me a favor yeah can you give me a 
you are listening to OK Talk Liner in Japanese. Wow. That was amazing. Oh, I could I could say some stuff to you in Japanese right now, but I think it would really confuse you. Mita stickachita. Mika. Mita stickachita. Oh gosh, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's okay. Fish has a song called Meat Stick, and then when they oh. since they did a tour in Japan, they learned all the lyrics to Meat Stick, which is about <laughs> taking acid and having sex. And so they learned all the lyrics in Japanese. So every time they sing it, the like third run through, they. Time for the meat stick. So are you Chinese or are you Japanese? <laughs> Japanese, uh, and it, it's all Spanish, so it doesn't matter, right? That was my, that was my king of the hill impression. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese or Japanese? I'm Korean. I'm Korean. I'm from Laos, you idiot. <laughs> I'm from Laos, you redneck hippie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love to have fun, man. So you know, everybody says life is short. That is a lie. Life is quite literally the longest thing that you will ever do. Period. Everyone is always focused on the destination and they forget about the journey. And I'm not trying to sound like some type of bullshit that you read on a pamphlet in church. The reality is simple. If you don't seize every opportunity, whether it's a good opportunity or bad, if you don't seize everything that, that's there, then before you die, if you have that five second of clarity, right, you will have regrets. We will all have a regret to a certain degree, right? But the silly regrets that you have control over, like, oh, I wish I would have done that if I had the courage, or I wish I would have tried that, but I was afraid people would laugh. For me, I want that to be gone. I don't want to have any of those regrets when I die. That's why I do the haunted house. That's why we have the Krampus thing. We also have, we're launching Evil Easter Bunny Society, uh, which it's basically kind of like the Krampus thing, but with evil Easter bunnies in April, and that'll be a blast. Hey, let me tell you what you need to do. This is this is my, my toss into Evil Easter Bunny. You need to get people to make gingerbread Jesus tombs. <laughs> That's perfect. It works. Now, I, I, I don't want to be anti-Christian, right? Because I actually used to be a... That's not anti-Christian. <laughs> no, I, I, I know, but, but when I was in high school, I wanted to be an independent fundamental Baptist preacher. Then I joined the Navy and Guam happened. And then Jesus. Guam happened, I was like, whoa, the world is amazing. I got you beat. I was in the pulpit in the Church of Christ, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I can't. Uh, I'm looking forward to kicking it with you, man. We're gonna have to uh, get together, have some uh, mead, and uh, 
try to wreck some shop one night. Well, maybe you could help me figure out the design for this. Uh, I just bought a domain, Butt Plugs for Vegans. Yeah. <laughs> we could wouldn't, definitely I, wouldn't work expect, on that. I wouldn't expect that at all. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you, but yeah. Right. Butt Plugs for Vegans? Butt Plugs for Vegans, yeah, because I've got friends that are vegans and they're so anal. And I'm like, okay, how do you make these motherfuckers happy? Oh, <laughs> nice. Is that, that's that's, I, I, that's I, pretty I, humorous. I get I think I could see a whole line of domain names. <laughs> oh, see, so I'm addicted to buying domains. Don't ever get drunk while you have GoDaddy on your phone. I own uh, butt plugs for vegans, bears for Jesus. That's a funny one. Actually, I've been getting offers because I guess bears for Jesus is a real thing. Um, uh, but I've owned it for two years and I've gotten offers up to like three thousand dollars. Wait a minute, what's the what is it? Bears for Jesus. Bears, as in grizzly bears? No. As in, hello, sailor. Oh, <laughs> as in, I'm super. Thanks for asking. Yes. Hello. Yeah, absolutely. Which is fine. I mean, I, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that as a negative, but it just came to me one day. I'm like, bears for Jesus. Let's see if that's open. And it was. That is the kind of drunk purchase you make, right? What do you do in the real world? <laughs> so I'm in sales and marketing. Um, <laughs> for whom? Uh, so I work, uh, I don't know if they necessarily want me to say, uh, I work for a business consulting firm. Uh-huh. What we do is we, we help mechanical contractors actually run their business properly. We crack their books open. Air conditioning companies, electrical companies, plumbing companies all across the country. And uh, what we do is we help them run more efficiently. Um, I've got a lot of experience from the military in air conditioning and heating. And, and I was a national sales manager for a recruiting company for 10 and a half years and and so the business side is something I'm really good at, but it's boring as hell. I mean, it is. I, I'm good at it. Uh, it, it. It allows me to, to to spend crazy amounts of money on all of these silly things, you know, uh, uh, all of these hobbies that I have. It's fun to a certain degree. These things are my outlet. This, this is awesome. Well, we're looking for a half-the-time board benefactor that would like to get involved with OK Talk, and I think you may be the guy. Excellent. I think our podcast and you could go places. <laughs> That's awesome. We're over 2,000 downloads a day, buddy, and growing. I dig it. I, I, I totally dig it. So anyway, we'll talk about all that off the air. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm always in the business pitch mode because somebody around here has to be. Well, let me ask you this. So what do you think about this? So I own dragondildo.com as well, right? Dragon Dildo? Yeah, Dragon Dildo. And so and I'm trying perfect. My nickname is the Red Dragon. You damn right it is. I thought that about you. I kind of felt that, you know, whenever we, we first talked on the phone. I was like, damn, that guy's a dragon. I just know it. The catchphrase I have now, it makes sense to me because we've all kind of been down the dirty road. So the catchphrase would be burn it with fire and shove it in. Now, I don't know if that would sit well with everyone, but that's you know that's kind of what I've got on the on the whiteboard right now. So maybe you guys could help. Me- I feel like the people that are buying dragon dildos probably would be okay with that. I think it would sit well with them. Good. So we're gonna call that a yes. All those in favor, aye. Yeah. I also I also do like it burns like fire when you shove it in. See, that makes me think of the Philippines. Because it makes me wonder if you, like, <laughs> would you light the dildo on fire and then stick it in your ass? Or, see, I would think that the dildo projected the fire. You know what? Whoa. I think the dildo is supposed to sanitize, like you cauterize the wound, right? And then you, you kind of plug the gap. That's kind of my thought. 
But again, I'm open to, to suggestions. Dude, that's amazing. You are an amazing man, Dan. No, 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 no. Just like everybody else, I'm just not afraid to act silly. And, and, uh, I know. I, and I think that's amazing about you. <laughs> this is incredible. What an incredible encounter we've had. That dude had no idea what kind of an elf you really were. <laughs> you know what's funny is with our with the haunted house, I purposefully named it Dan's. Actually, I was on the fifth beer, and I was like, you know what, Dan's haunted house fucking sounds great, right? Um, I purchased every haunted house name that you can imagine. Uh-huh. Again, because I have uh, I own probably two hundred plus domains, right? Um, I, I flip them from time to time, but but. In, in Dallas Fort Worth, Dallas Fort Worth is one of the most concentrated areas for haunted houses in the country, in the top three, if not the top two. So what I did is, is I purchased every available domain and all the haunted houses that are known, like Dark Hour and all these other ones. I slid the name, you know, I, I created a spreadsheet, the business side of me, and I took every domain name and I put it in different spots to see if it would stand out. And everything I purchased that was scary or spooky, even Japanese sounding, uh, it kind of blended in. And my friends, I used to do a haunted house uh, at my at my home, and it, it got so big that we had hundreds, over 500 close. I mean, somebody just close to a thousand. I don't know if it was that many that came out on a Halloween night one year, and the town said, "All right, you kind of need to stop doing this." And all my buddies said, "Oh yeah, we went out to dance on house, dance on house." And I thought, you know what? The best burger is at Bob's Burgers, right? Right. If you want to get a beer, you go to Joe's Bar and Grill, right? Why not dance on the house? And so we started with it, and with the Japanese theme, we were swimming uphill in the snow both ways without shoes. I mean, it was like everybody was like, oh, this isn't going to work. And here we are, you know, four years later. Uh, and our marketing um, is pretty insane. If you go to our YouTube channel or the Facebook page, dancehauntedhouse.com, 90% of our marketing videos are absolute, absolute cheese, you know. Haunted houses are all about misdirection. You make just like magic. You make people look over here. You get them interested enough, and they look over there, and then you hit them in the face with something scary from the other side. So. Yeah, dude, we're gonna have to kick it. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get together and talk business for real. I'm down, man. Do you like to fish? What's that? Do you like to go fishing? I do like to go fishing on on multiple levels. Well, no, seriously, I live on the lake, so and, and uh, what I like to do is take a couple of crews of beer down there and go nightcap fishing, and that's where all my favorite business conversations happen. It's drunk by the lake at like 3 in the morning. You're talking about going noodling? No, 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 no. Okay, because <laughs> I can't do that. It's no, a little no, too raw. I've, I've seen, I've pulled too many catfish out of a river in the middle of the night in Arkansas to be able to do anything no. like stick my hand in a hole but i will certainly go fishing with you what lake do you live on and this is just us we can cut this little part off or whatever yeah i live on lake louisville so the town i live in is called uh, uh lakewood village it's it's it kind of in the little elm area but we're our own town it's more or less a glorified subdivision but it's called the town of lakewood village and uh, i don't live on the lake but i have like one row of houses in from the lake and all my friends you know let me go down there anytime I want to. So. That's kick-ass. That's kick-ass. Well, hey, man, I'm going to get your info from Matt, too, and I'll be, uh, you know, drunk texting you. We'll be in touch. Dude, you will enjoy me. Once you open those floodgates, you know, I'm going to send you all kinds of donkey videos that you didn't know existed. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Actually, this is the point where I change, like, the last digit of my phone number when I'm writing it on the napkin. <laughs> He mentioned the donkey video. 
No, the, you've seen all the donkey videos. I'm not going to show anything you haven't seen before. That's fine. That's that's what scares me. <laughs> no, hey, man, seriously, it's kick-ass to meet you. And as soon as we get this, any kind of help you can give us with sharing our shit um, makes me pleased. Oh, absolutely. We'll, 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 we'll help blow you guys up for sure. And honestly, on the haunted house thing, if you want to try to do something along the lines of having a haunted house in a place that's haunted, at some point, we, we should talk about that, too. Awesome. Well, where we are now, I've got six acres in the woods. Perfect. Works out great for us because being outdoors is creepy in and of itself. Yes. And a significant percentage of the characters that we're bringing to life here are actually based on the the wooded mountains in Japan, right? So the folks that actually study their, you know, their their lore, uh, it's it's amazing how many people are in line. And we had so many freaking people. I mean, it was. The lines were hours long. It, it, it was crazy. Are you guys just open uh, around Halloween, or do you do like some other haunted houses? And- well, we're open on 13th. Well, we uh, we don't do the Hell Week. A lot of haunted houses are open the entire week before Halloween and every weekend in September. So we open thir- between 13 to 15 weekends, right? Usually it's the uh, um, the uh, the last two weekends in September, and then every weekend in October uh, up. Excuse me, that's through Halloween. Didn't mean to book that. But not like uh, Valentine's Day or anything like during the summer or anything like that? No, and I know other haunts are really getting into that. Again, I can't stress enough. My job pays me very well. I do the. I have to charge for the haunted house because it costs me a shit ton of money to run it. You know, and I pay my actors. I've got like, you know, 62 people that are out there, you know, and I feed everybody and make sure everybody's got something to drink, you know, beer at the end of the night and stuff. So I have to charge for it just so I can keep it going, you know, without, just to, to keep it fun, you know. Um, uh, Krampus, I don't charge for. I never will. I know the other stuff I charge for. Um, but but I, I'm not interested in going Valentine's Day and Christmas and, and, right. and all that stuff because, I don't know, man. I think if I did it that much, it, 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 would, it wouldn't be fun to me anymore. Well, we're definitely going to check it out next year. Yeah, and hey, seriously, we do need a sponsor, so we definitely need to talk business. Let's do it. All right. All right, cool. I don't know how much of our show you checked out besides just the Krampus stuff, but I think there would be things on there that interest you. <laughs> yeah, that's the first one I checked out, but that is not me. No, I'm not going to check out the others. I, I just didn't want to like it. I think you'd be into it. I think you'd like our flow. Well, you guys, you guys sound really cool. I, I know other folks that are in, you know, they have podcasts and stuff, and I've had conversations, and I was like, okay, is this thing done yet? Not, not to be an ass, you know? Right. Like, Shit, I got some drinks, but you guys aren't that way. I mean, I'm totally enjoying having this conversation. Right, totally. Well, we're radio professionals, sir. You're damn right you are. That's, that's the reason right there. Well, hey, um, looking forward to the future of the Crampi. And wait to see where it's going to go. Yeah, man, me too. And I'm really excited. We'll be, we'll be having a drink together soon, man. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Terrace fist jab to you. What's that? (laughs) I said terrorist fist jab to you. Generous fist jab. All right. Perfect. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. (laughs) Have a good one, Dan. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. It was great. That dude's pretty chill. They call me Bank Bill Santa. I make my runs about.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.